Hello and welcome to On the Horizon Podcast, coming at you from Dean Studios. We're an extension of Horizon Church, a relationally driven, socially conscious, Jesus-centered church located in the heart of Towson, Maryland. I'm your host, Ryan Casey, and today we are going back in the day to talk about Floodwater Baltimore with our guests, Brody and Lisa Bond and Luke Zip. Thanks for joining me today. Is there entrance music that plays now? Oh, there's the entrance music that's oh, awesome, man. Yeah. This is great. Thanks for joining me, guys. Oh, yeah. um, sorry about my voice. I uh, had a massive co- like, connection of bronchitis and cold that <laughs> really took out my voice. But, you know, I've been excited good. to tell this story, though, about the grassroots movement that united a bunch of local churches to do a whole lot of good. And I'm really excited to have you guys here. I think most people at Horizon know you, but we might have people beyond that. So tell me a little bit about who you are and maybe as we're going to be talking about this, what you were doing back in 2006 after we hear who you were. Oh, so I'm Luke Zip. I've been going to Horizon since 2007. So 2006, awesome. I was attending Hunt Valley Church, actually because of Brody, yeah. um, who you will meet later. So I was working in our family business, which I still have now, and uh, kind of in a much different phase of my life. Yeah, it's awesome. We're going down the line. <clears throat> Am I saying my name? Yeah, tell us who you are, Lisa. I'm Lisa Bond, <laughs> formerly Lisa Voles, um, and I, I married Brody, who is kind of spearheading the whole blood water thing back in the day. And we met, I think, and got married somewhat as a result of this whole process. So that will probably come out later. But we've got coming up on four kids together and have been at Horizon for a while. 2011? 2009. Wow. No, 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 that's sorry. That's 2011, wrong. 2012. Yes, right. thank you, that one. <laughs> we were pregnant with our first kid. <laughs> awesome. Uh, my name's Brody. I'm married to Lisa. And in 2006, um, I was probably even more of a mess than I am now. (laughs) And um, it was probably towards the end of that year that uh, a group of friends got together and decided to start raising money for Bloodwater Mission, which is a nonprofit out of Nashville, Tennessee, that has relationships with... um, partnership organizations on the ground in the communities they serve in Africa and we they were kind of newish and I we just wanted to send send them some money to build wells in Africa it was a very simple idea yeah but we just wanted people to not have we didn't want people people's lack of access to clean water to be the reason why they were um having any issues at all so yeah mm-hmm. now that's a big deal I, I had just I think I was joining Horizon staff around the time that this launched. I joined Horizon staff January 2008, but I've been attending Horizon and had just met Luke around the time that this has all happened. And Luke was very connected to it and kind of roped me into the I whole. I didn't know you were idea. so new. I was really and new. That, so when, I, yeah. when your speech in 2008 was <laughs> your first. My breakout. My breakout. <laughs> my, my first paid speeches. <laughs> no, yeah. No, so yeah, I was kind of new to the Horizon staff scene, and when we first started going to the meetings, I don't even know if I was on staff yet. Holy cow. Yeah. I think barely. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, this was all, like, yeah, we were all in our mid-20s, a lot more uh, different stage of life than we are now, which is kind of fun. Um, all right, so I really want to know the story, you know, how did you guys know each other in 2006? So I had run into Brody, I remember it was Memorial Day 2006, and he told me I was looking for a church at the time. And it was cool. It's one of those things that I think in hindsight, you know, it's one of these divine appointments, mm-hmm. but it was in Sam's Club. I was like buying hamburgers uh, yeah, at Sam's Club. I remember that. And I saw, <laughs> I saw him in a discount. <laughs> I think it was my dad. And at that point, I was like, oh, there's Broderick Bond. I was like, oh, oh there's Broderick. I was like, there's Tony Zip. <laughs> My dad. My former baseball coach. Yes. <laughs> we grew up, we played Little League ball together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I ran into him and he... But in high school, like we played high school rec league. We played oh, yeah, rec in yes. high school. Yes, oh. together. So we had actually, I guess we knew each other when we were like real young. Yeah, we bonded really over a broken nose, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so Luke Luke took a baseball to the face one time. Oh. Yeah. Um, Brody brought me ice. <laughs> Your official role in the baseball team. <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> so you ran into him and he was... Yeah, in Sam's Club. Yeah, and I was looking for a church. Actually, it was funny because, like, right at that time, I was like, I need to find, like, you know, a big boy church. You know, I was a little <laughs> bit out of college. And I see Broderick Bond, and I knew he was, like, you know, a big Christian growing up. I was like, I bet <laughs> Broderick goes to a good church. <laughs> and it was funny nice. because then at the same time, you saw me and... You invited me to a thing that you had just started or were going to start at Hunt yeah. Valley Church. Yep. 
So, as a, as a, before any of the Bloodwater Baltimore work to support Bloodwater Mission started, myself and some other folks started a young adult thing mm. at another church in the area called Hunt Valley Church, and I think that's what you're mm-hmm. talking about. And we run into each other, and I invite you to this thing. And the, the name of that group was called Twelve. And so all of a sudden, Luke starts hanging out at that church with me and others. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's that little group called Twelve is also how Lisa sort of got into the picture. Yes. She was leaving in the process of leaving or transitioning churches in 2006. Wow. And <clears throat> at the beginning of 2007, she blindly emails the generic account for the 12 like the contact remember when they were google groups oh yeah (laughs) so i get you would be intentional i was i was facilitating um responding to that email or whatever so i got her email to the to the group and then emailed back and forth with her right away about just trying to invite her into the thing and that was right on the heels of the initial conversations happening about hey let's raise some money for bloodwater mission with Luke and other people in that group. Right. And then Lisa steps in right as those conversations were happening in the couple months before we do our first fundraiser. But the cool wow. thing was uh, that Brody and uh, his friend Jeff Weaver, like their vision for 12, we met every other Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Or two Saturdays a month. Yep. But the cool, I think you quickly recognized that there was a lot of energy and excitement in that group to do more than just get together yeah. and you know, read some scripture and maybe pray a little. Like, yeah. you wanted to make a greater impact. Yeah, I think that was a lot of Jeff Weaver's influence in the group and in me. I mean, he, I remember him saying one po- at one point that the, uh, I mean, some version of the people who waste the most time that they have available or whatever is people, in the, single people in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And he oh, used that as like just a, he found that idea to be inspiring to want to, do something with it. Now the funny thing is, he was married with like six kids already this time. But <laughs> no, uh, one child. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think it was that energy and leadership and vision that he brought to the group that we all sort of adopted and yes. said, "Let's go do something with our time and whatever." We didn't. We didn't know anything. Right. We just rested on a couple ideas of like, we want to do something good. I don't think we had ways of measuring that even other no. than just relying on our own intuition and and friendships like kind of guiding each other to like, oh, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an idea, and right. just building on each other. Yeah. So, so the tw- so 12 started, so keep, you know, keep going. No, but it's really cool because you realize in hindsight, like, you know, the, the different parts of a body, everybody plays a different role in a different function. And you, you kind of like at the time I was looking at other people like, you know, we're going to talk about Jay Jacoby and Lauren Boswell and Brody is like, oh, well, they're like more creative than me or have like the big ideas. And you realize like, no, but then there's a role that I played of actually like carrying things, carrying mm. the ball forward. So each of us kind of played a different role. And um, I think Jeff's role was really, I think, lighten, lighting the match and lighting the fuse a mm. little bit because that was his connect. Like he heard about Bloodwater Mission first, correct? You did. Awesome. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Credit where credit's due. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Guys- Nothing happens without Jeff, though. How did you guys decide that the Bloodwater mission was something you really wanted to support? Okay, so the way that story goes is I think in the fall of 2006 or middle of 2006, I went to a concert <laughs> at Jam and Java in Vienna, Virginia, and the performer at the concert um, basically gave a pitch to donate, you know, go back to the merch table, and if you buy a T-shirt, also pitch in a couple bucks for this thing. And it was the first time that he... The first time that I had heard about this group uh, called Bloodwater Mission, and the story was pretty compelling to me mm. because of the um, stats. So it's 2006. We're only whatever five years after 9/11, and the way that the story was told during the show um, was something akin to: on 9/11, 3,000 Americans died in a in a brutal, awful attack. And we went to war over it and spent X number of billions of dollars fighting a war because of this 9-11 attack. Um, and 3,000 people died. And there was no, there was no, you have to be careful about this. There's no downplaying of that. But the, the point that was made was that on the continent of Africa alone, according right. to whatever statistics set that I don't understand stats, I'm not a public health guru or anything else like that, but according to what the, the uh, available data, that 3,000 people in Africa were dying every day, right 
due to not war, uh, you know, anything like that, but simply due to having a lack of clean water. Mm. And so the point was, if we're going to go to war and spend billions of dollars over 3,000 right. Americans, um, the merits or lack thereof aside, yeah. uh, what... How, how can we not be doing something more substantial when 3,000 people are dying every day of a preventable cause? Yeah. And um, so that was part one of the pitch that I heard. The other one was that at the time, if you, if you were to divide, if you just did all the math and you were to divide the cost, the average cost of a well in an average geographical region by the average number of people that it would serve over an average length of time, the lifespan of the well, it basically worked out to, at the time, that one dollar, one like American dollar, would provide one African person, one person living in Africa, um, clean water for an entire year. And that was also really moving to me as well because it just put a very fine point on the uh, preventableness Mm -hmm. of the issue. And uh, and maybe the last point here is that the the water thing, it just seems so elemental, like having clean water, but yeah. it trickles down into so many other areas, like when particularly women and girls don't have to spend their whole day right. walking miles and miles and miles just to get clean water. They can spend time going to school or right. starting businesses or staying home, doing things that are productive. And all of a sudden you start to just by the advent of having clean water near you, mm. you're preventing sickness, you're improving the mortality uh, problems, you're raising education, you're boosting an entire economy. And there's, I'm not an expert with this stuff, but the thing which yeah. just seems so simple, so elemental, and so preventable that um, that that concert, that five-minute spiel that was probably even shorter than my mm. description now um, was rather moving to me. And as mm. a 25-year-old, grasping at everything including grasping at wanting to make a difference somewhere it felt tangible and felt like something that i could participate in and give to yeah. that's powerful i mean, having been to malawi and like i think it was 09 i got to go to malawi and we spent time in a village um that had like a water pump dug by like an organization i don't know if it was blood water uh, mission but it was definitely an organization like that and you saw like the life-changing impact that it had on the village's life like rhythms um, to just be able to walk to the pump and to put water into their containers and take it back to like their houses was pretty like stark to see the difference between villages that had a well yeah. and villages that didn't like yeah. it was it was absolutely mind-blowing to kind of see and i think I mean, maybe on a global scale, people were more aware of this, but I, I was not really aware of the issue until Bloodwater Baltimore and Bloodwater Mission specifically started kind of like that narrative yeah, that helped same. people understand the water crisis yeah. that was going on in Africa. And this was just in the moment when you, t- I mean, at least from my perspective, you 2 was bigger than ever. The yeah. one campaign ads were on TV, so right. George Clooney, Matt Damon, black and white video doing that snap right. the fingers, <laughs> and AIDS was, a th- you know, the yeah. attention to uh-huh. the AIDS ec- epidemic was a thing. Um, Which is where the clean clean blood and blood water yes. mission is, comes from. They they care about clean blood and clean water. And the right? one ca- the one campaign was sort of taking right. off. Like there was this kind of moment of coalescence around a lot of these ideas that I think was appealing to a lot of Absolutely. us, especially at that age. Yeah. Brody, did you explain what you do for a living? Because I think you're very much interested. <laughs> in now or then? Well, he did yeah. it then. No, no. That's the point. No, no. Yeah, you weren't doing it then. Yeah. But yeah, what were you doing? What are you doing now? And what were you doing then? Okay, so currently, good. I'm the chief context officer. Um, at Blue Ocean Ideas, which is a full-service brand management agency. We do um, a lot of digital media and design and web and film work, email marketing. We, we serve as sort of an outsourced marketing arm for organizations. Um, and we also have a technology arm where we're building some a, a web app that's pretty awesome. But that's what I'm doing now. In 2008, Seven, when we first launched Bloodwater Baltimore, raising money for Bloodwater Mission, um, I decided to retire <laughs> at 25 or 26 okay. um, from a, just a job. I had a job working in an office and doing work. So that was um, his pickup line for me is, I recently retired. Moved and back I, in with the parents. I'm now funding a uh, nonprofit that, who knows and what will happen Lots of credit it. cards with 0% APR. <laughs> <laughs> Let's party. That's and I bought it, hook, line, and sinker. That's captivating. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but so even back then, though, you were very much uh, enthralled by good messaging, right? Yeah. I mean, right around. I mean, it was it was this real like watershedy moment yeah. for for me in a lot of ways because yeah. there was the meet Lisa thing, there was the quit the job thing. I've released an album right at that moment. I've been recording music for a couple of years, put out an album. But the messaging thing, I've always had like a, a knack or interest in marketing or just making meaningful expressions occur in whatever way. A meaningful story. Like, yeah. Yes. And I just read a book that was I also found very inspiring. I mean, it, it sounds goofy, but it's called The Wizard of Ads by Roy Williams. So I, it made me interested in figuring out how to use this skill of messaging, making meaning for a practical outcome, which I was not really able to do at the job that I had re- retired from. Right. Um, but was able to do in wooing Lisa, helping <laughs> start Floodwater Mission and ultimately starting the business that's now um, 10 or 11 or 12 years strong uh, that's called Blue Ocean Ideas. Yeah, it's, it's funny awesome. to know him now and watch him you know, compose an email and to look back at those times and think that probably took him two hours to write, you know, just he's so good at that. So that, Uh but that message of $1, one African, one year was so compelling. Yeah. And I think that that's really something that you latched on to. Right. And then we all did too, because of course, yeah, 20 somethings, we don't have a lot of money, but every bit counts. Yeah. But the goal early on, I mean, it was like, Let's try to build a well, right? right. That first year, a, well. a yeah. single well, which is really interesting. Well, and, and you know, that's this is what fascinates me about the story, and what I can't wait to hear from your guys' perspective <clears throat> is like most small groups of people, and, and you know, twelve was at best like a large small group, a young adult ministry, yeah. like. They yeah they put a coffee mug out and they try to collect some bucks and challenge everybody to not get coffee every once a week and save three dollars and at the end of a year maybe we'll have three thousand dollars like you know what I mean like that's right. like that's a typical kind of approach to this how did it go from like instead of doing that what you guys have with this big mission to kind of say like what if we got a bunch of churches together and we called it Bloodwater Baltimore and we did a series of crazy like how did you go from the, you know this little idea to this macro kind of picture that you had. Well, so I was actually looking back through my Gmail. <laughs> thankfully, actually, yeah. thankful to Brody who told me to. Right, get I was Gmail. This was a this this <laughs> oh water study moment. This yeah. is like right. Gmail's a thing, oh, the yeah. clouds a thing, Google Drive. Like we, so, we iPhones, have backups of all this. Yeah. iPhones come out right in the middle. Of, like we, this is like a cultural moment. It really yeah. is. No, the so, first compliment he ever gave me via email was. Oh my gosh, you have Gmail. That's great. <laughs> that was the very first yes. compliment I ever got from Brody Bond. So he told the whole twelve Don't group. Let other get pastors Gmail. of Horizon Church hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Email Mark at hotmail.com. <laughs> so I could look back at my Gmail and I saw it all began with a thread. And I think that's why I thought it was Jeff's idea because I think Jeff sent the first email. But it was just like seeking ideas of like yeah. how yeah. are we going to raise money? Yeah, right. Like what are some ideas? And actually, so to give credit where credit is due, Lauren Boswell yeah. is now Lauren Blair. She's the daughter of the pastor at Hunt Valley, right. Frank, a good friend of mine. She sent out uh, this email December 14th. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I probably was early. research. I'm loving this. Yeah, I was probably it's... saying 2016 a couple oh, of years ago. 2006. Yeah, we're talking about 2006, yeah. 2007. Yeah. Yes. Keep, yeah. keep going. So I read about this today, and of course, some of you came to mind. <laughs> you can actually raise money by having the best mustache. The Mustaches oh. for Kids organization raises money for the Children's National Medical Center with a facial hair competition and happy hour. Maybe worth looking into. Question mark. So oh, first of awesome. all, it's not a completely original idea. Let's just make right, that right, clear. Right, right. And all great ideas, I think, for raising money, you can borrow other people's ideas. But it just started with, you know, a quick question mark, and then that yeah. ended with a winky face. The, the, uh, <laughs> the, the message. Yeah, pre emoji. Right. Yes. Semicolon parentheses. <laughs> um, and that's how it began. Really. Wow. Was was the the stash bash the first idea of an event that you guys had? I think it was the first, first one, one that did. caught fire. Yeah, okay. yeah it was the, the first, first event that year. So that's the end of 2006. Mm-hmm. And then the spring of 2007 is when we started doing some of these events yes. for the first time. Right. Um, and you're right. It was it was Lauren yeah. and Pat. and. So it was a re- Lauren, Jay Jacoby, uh-huh. and me exchanged a ton of emails back and forth. But really, I was kind of like, it was them really, I mean, with their creative spark kind of going back yeah. and forth about what it will look like. And... Um, and then I was just kind of figuring out how to implement it, like where we get how a space, all that. Yeah, yeah, how to like make <laughs> yeah. it functional and all that. And I think we had like, a, I saw she also sent out an email where we had like a first like brainstorming meeting of who would really want to be involved with it in January. Right. I think it was kind of the three of us. My brother was involved as well. Yeah. And that was a great party. It was at the old Mount Washington Tavern uh-huh. before it 
it burned down. It burned yeah. Down, yeah. And I was looking at photos of that today, just looking through some of the retrospective yeah. of what's going of, of getting ready for this conversation. And it was fun, man. Like it was people looking ridiculous. Like we had <laughs> one guy came draped in a Greek, draped in a Greek flag. I mean, I, I, I can't explain all the costuming and whatever. It was right. hilarious. And Lisa was a judge at this oh. event. Yes, you and were. And this was before was. we like started like, you know, kicking game as they say. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But there's. Says that. <laughs> what do the kids say? These yeah. Days? I don't know. Um, so one other thing about the 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 numbers and money thing. So at the, at the at, again with the one dollar right. one life thing, it was also the case that an average cost of a well was three thousand right. dollars. So for this event, we set out. We were not trying to start an organization. Right, right. We were like, let's raise money for a well. Right. Which seemed pretty we, lofty. Yeah. yeah. We were like, let's figure out how to raise $3,000 right. to build a well. That was it. Yes. And that stash bash from door money and um, and people who had sponsors, like, will you sponsor me? We give me a dollar a day to grow a mustache. So they were collecting 30 bucks or 60 bucks from their friends right. and coworkers. Yeah. We did. I, I wish I had the numbers, but more than three thousand no, dollars in that one night. Six, so I have all the oh, numbers. Oh my gosh! Look. Um, <laughs> well, no. So I mean, just rough numbers. But let me see. I have some sheets here. Uh, so in two thousand seven, we raised about six thousand dollars. So yeah. two wells. Yeah. Wow. And then I mean, can I do? Do you want all the years? So we did it for four years. Two thousand eight, we raised. Well, about actually, a, let's build to the next year. Okay. Because I, I kind of I, yes. I think the next year was okay. like. Where yes. all the events, you guys, you guys did oh, another yeah. level. Two thousand eight so was the yes. sort of the peak. so so. Okay, you raised six thousand dollars, and I feel like pause. Where do you go from that? Like a big high five around. Like you met your goal, you doubled your goal. Again, yes. a lot of people would call it a great job. Let's go back to just hanging out. Like, how did this launch into something bigger? Okay, that's where you guys I think come in. So that summer, I quit my job and go play music at a Young Life camp for a month. I come back and have nothing to do. <laughs> I liked Brody those days. Here's the funny thing, though. He runs a company now, and he had time all day long to be shooting us pictures of the old Sash Bash pictures <laughs> basically every five minutes. <laughs> All right, so I don't I don't know how many of these details are interesting or will translate well over the podcast, but this the, room will the, love the, it. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the here's the very quick summary in in. 2000 back back half of 2017 we start 2007 playing. yes <laughs> 2007 just subtract 10 years from what everybody says yeah. um we start preparing for the spring campaign for the 20 2008, 2008. <laughs> um uh bloodwater baltimore thing so this is when we start first thinking about a logo and a name and like, I think we even opened a bank account and we tried to get sponsor money. So one of the ways that we were raising money is we never, like Bloodwater Baltimore did not get money in our fundraising efforts by asking people to donate per se. Our vision was to sponsor events like the Mustache right. Bash, have people pay to get in, right, right. have um, corporate sponsors mm -hmm. cover all of the hard costs, and then anybody that donated as a sponsor to a mustache grower right. or a sponsor to somebody running a 5K or whatever, all of the money would go straight to Bloodwater mission right. and we would just cover our hard expenses using corporate yeah. you know, people that run small businesses giving us money to run the expenses so that started to take form leading into the 2008 session and it was during that time where um i don't know why you know the team sort of let me do this or maybe i did it without anybody's permission but you had the most time yeah <laughs> so during this time i i mean the, the story goes i wrote and produced my first film with the help of Mark Metzger, who produced, who actually the production and technical yeah. editing and stuff like that, um, and it was an explainer for what we what we were doing and why we were doing it, the black and white. I film. was in that. Yeah, film. yeah. Yes, you were. Um, and I, we hired um, a somebody to design and develop a website, but I was sort of the creative and content lead for that website because, again, I'm thinking. I was I don't I don't I never knew how to do any of this stuff. Right. But I'm thinking, how do we get people to events? Like I just right. wanted to help yeah. solve the problem of get people there. Well, you need a video and you need yeah. a website to yeah. right. assist this. So I cut my teeth on learning how email marketing works. <laughs> wow. So it's all about like how do you boost deliverability and how do you write subject lines <laughs> and how do you actually build an email that gets people to open it and click yeah. on and register for things, whatever. So that was preparing for the two thousand eight session. So the two thousand eight 
season. It was like a March to May thing rolls around. We have a website. We're doing email marketing. We have corporate sponsors. And I think we have five events lined up that year. Well, you pulled five other churches in, which this is – so I, I want to know how you even thought to do that early because it really started – and it wasn't like – I remember going to a meeting that you hosted at Hunt Valley. And yeah. This is the first time I got invited to it. Luke invited me to it. I think. I think he's yes. like he just started coming to Horizon. He's like we should get Horizon involved in this. I was probably the only staff person. And I was barely a staff person at the time. <laughs> I mean, this was a very lay movement, but there was representatives from five different churches there. Like, what made you guys think about like getting other churches behind the whole thing? That was your vision to get other churches involved. I think because I think you realized that the pool at Hunt Valley was only going to go so far and year in and year out. I mean, you got to grow. you got to broaden your horizons and expand. Yeah, I think my memory might be a little bit fuzzy. Yeah. Certainly on one hand, it's pragmatic. Like right. tap into more groups and communities of people that can get people to go to a thing. Right. But specifically, like in 2008, so for the 2008 Stash Bash and other events, it was really Horizon Church that took the lead on the – whatever, the, the manpower to make make the event happen. So specifically getting, I mean, Horizon involved, I think was probably Luke's main, because at this point you, you've been going to the church for a while. Like I think you probably yes. led the effort of getting Horizon involved. And the rest of it was probably just working the phones, working emails to try to get people to come to a meeting so that we can spread the word right, about the right. event. Well, I think it, because Jay was also going to Horizon in uh -huh. addition to Hunt Valley, and Jay was the one who was emailing everybody. I mean, he was like, you know, extremely creative behind uh, Stash Bash. And so we, but also I think it just fit more with Horizon's personality. It was a mustache growing <laughs> yeah. competition to yeah. be announced. Like I don't think, you know, Hunt Valley we ever announced it from the front. Uh, I don't think that's actually true. Oh really? So I was looking uh, at the video, oh. the, the YouTube video of the 2008 one. See show notes. And <laughs> Good to know. I see this video. And there's a whole conglomerate of, yeah. of old. My dad was one of them. Wow. Like Hunt Valley dudes. Oh, so yeah, but they, they really came. Were. No, they were. They came. They came but out I do think that force. they announced it. But I think that's that because be. <laughs> the previous year built such momentum uh, around yeah. this thing. I. So, I I do love the idea of like you guys sitting around. This is my imagination of this happening. Like sitting around talking about which talents all the churches bring to the table, you know, and like because like you know all these churches are so established and so great and like yes. like like roots pillars yes. of the community. And Horizon was this like rink a dink group of people yep. meeting in a rundown movie theater. Yes. That maybe we'd be around in two years, or maybe not. But I imagine like man, like Nativity was very well involved in like an art gala. We got to have like an yeah. art gala Sweet Nativity space with there. all their Beautiful great creative building. people, yes. and we should do a concert at grace because they have so many such connections to the musical community and they're so rich in this and we should do some kind of 5k at hunt valley because they have all these athletes and they care about this stuff and you know what does the horizon do like i don't know maybe they can grow some hair on their face like we can grow so facial hair and yeah. drink a beer and the reality was 70 percent of our group couldn't do that because we're either female or too young to grow facial hair yes. <laughs> That <laughs> but that's what we brought to the table. <laughs> Way to put it all into perspective. Ryan Casey. <laughs> no, but but what, yeah, go ahead. Well, I remember speaking of your dad being there. So we used to, and I think we're going to get into the, the flow of the evening, but we used to, <laughs> one of the awards was the People's Stash, which was the most popular mustache. And I think, I remember, because my job, it was texted to my phone, and mine was to count the votes. And your, oh, yeah. you know, his now spouse, then girlfriend, was blowing up my phone. <laughs> Over and over again. It's like Bill Voles, Bill Voles, Bill Voles. That's Bowles. amazing. You really felt like he was in the running for that. Yeah, stuff in the, vote yeah, stuff in the ballot box. He did have an adult mustache for the yeah, record. That's a real I deal. As I recall, the winner didn't yes. have a great stash, uh. but had a great, you know, costume behind it. That's amazing. Okay, so, but you, you had these ideas for events and you had other churches kind of joining this, the party a little bit. So we have, yeah. And I, I think when we started to get 2008 off the ground and we have somebody making the website and we're trying, like we're doing all this, we host a, like a kickoff meeting of just whoever got lumped in as like a community leader. Right. Like I think our core group from that group 12 mm. just sort of reached out to the friends that we had. So, so Luke's reaching out to right. you, yep. Ryan, and, and Mark Mark's Stevenson fine, yeah. from Horizon. I'm re you know, everybody just reaching out to different people and we just get them all in the room and say, here's what we're doing. Mm. Do you want to get involved? And if so... Here's the media that we're creating. Can you show this video yeah. on a Sunday morning from your church or what? You know, whatever the thing is. And I think that that's where that started to happen. I don't think that there was like. I I mean, my my best recollection is that 
we were just trying to get people to come to our thing. Yeah. We weren't trying to start a movement. We weren't trying to like unify churches. Right. Right. We were just like, dude, this the stash bash in 2007 was so fun. How do we right. get more people to it this year? I do think you had an ambitious financial goal for the five events. I think there oh, was, wasn't there like a $50,000 goal or something like that. <laughs> I we should, would I not have stated Luke. that as a goal. I'm I don't sure. Know. Maybe, Maybe. Uh, that sounds like Brody a little Maybe. bit. It sounds like Greg Rittler. Maybe. <laughs> you know, okay. that is true though. There were some meetings at, in Greg Rittler's office. I think he would say things like this isn't worth doing unless you said it. Yeah. Ready. Like it's not worth the effort maybe unless you are able to accomplish certain, yeah. um, you know, goals yeah. of money raising or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but there was so there was a 5K at Hunt Valley, right? And Hunt Valley got somebody from Hunt Valley kind of spearheaded that, right? Yep, Joe, Joe Brandley, yeah, race director. And then the art gallery wasn't Nativity, right? It was, nativity. yeah, that was a classy affair. That was really I classy. I, got was to run, I ran that with that Mark was Lisa's Moyer. event. Awesome. That was so nice. That was so that was cool. That was so nice. event. I don't think we had any art to donate as collectively as a church. We had nothing to donate to that. <laughs> I really want to, if we do an event like that again, to be the live auctioneer. Because oh, yeah. that was like, yeah. Uh, that, Luke, I want to. Luke is trained now. Brilliant. I am, yeah. The Lord's created me, giving me some gifts. I want to give him. Feeling the energy. I think people should know you, you, like run an au- you run an auction business. Yes. And in fact, you are the world's preeminent authority <laughs> yes. on pre revolutionary mid Atlantic stoneware. Did I get that right? And post revolutionary. And post revolutionary. Pre antebellum? I don't know. Pre 1900. Okay. Nice. Pre industrial, maybe. That was pretty impressive, though. Yes, it was. There was a concert at Grace Fellowship Church, right? Who did you yep. guys get for the concert that first year? Sarah Groves and Derek Webb. That's, I mean, these are not small. Oh, that was huge. I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, so we had, I, I don't know, 800,000 people. Too, like, when they were like, yeah. oh, yeah. Everybody knew they were. Well, everybody was a Christian knew who they were. That's right. Um, so, right. And then we had the Chick fil A day. So we just right. had come uh-huh. eat Chick fil A. Yep. And it was standing room only or oh my gosh. That, it was shoulder to like shoulder. It was the most successful yeah. weekday right. ever. Right. Yeah, that's true. We had a Chick fil A day where they just give us a portion of proceeds or whatever. And according to their whatever marketing person at the local Chick fil A, right. they said it was their single biggest weekday really? of all uh, since they'd you know been in that location or whatever. Right. Right. Um, they ran out of chicken, right? <laughs> We shut it down. That's for sure. Uh, Those are like major events. I mean, there were a lot of planning people in each one, churches that got behind each one. And we have all, so in the middle of this, there's like, so a couple things that just random memories that are coming to mind. One is um, we were promoting all these events online. We had the email thing that I was talking about, but like um, to promote the 5K. Um, a photographer friend of ours named Mark Moyer did this like custom photography of a water jug pouring water into a shoe and that became this like very I mean for us it was iconic iconic like art that was used to promote this thing it was called the running water 5k and he has this really amazing photo of water being poured and he had other photos for other events yeah um ryan jordan and dan girding were doing design work for t-shirts and brochures and postcards and stuff like that um our sound guy here bryce he and i ran that 5k together right after he had quit smoking that was like a goal of his that's a tough one yeah that was that was a tough race so that wasn't was that 2008 oh at oregon ridge at oregon ridge yeah yeah yeah, that's right yeah yeah um and then and then there was other people that were like moving tables setting up water jugs, hanging for the art gala, hanging uh, images on the wall, cooking food. Um, We have friends. I mean, (laughs) we will, we will certainly not be able to name everybody who helped out, but if, uh, but friends like Bobby and Carrie Aiken, uh, Ben and Mel Horgan were like selling tea. Like we had swag. So we were selling t-shirts. We were selling bottles of water, just doing whatever we could to like, just try to make money. And it was like, people doing it required a lot of legwork yeah but it didn't i think only now am i realizing like how much work other people like the the team totally did without it feeling like nobody ever talked about it being a lot of work so i don't think we ever recognized it being a lot of work it just people just came together and did their thing and yeah well the timing was incredible really because we're i mean we don't have money but you know, Bobby and Carrie had just bought a house. I don't think they had any kids yet. None of us had any kids. Yeah. So there was this time, a little bit of kind of money right. to spend. They had a house so they could, you know, keep all of Floodwater Baltimore's swag, <laughs> which ended up coming back to us once the babies came. But yeah, um, yeah I think they're still. Then we Marie Condoed that a few years ago. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> right. 
doesn't spark joy anymore. So 2008, 2008 was the big year. That was the the stash bash that Horizon Church led. And, yeah. And, First, yeah. Yes. and they had to put us in that different part of So this this one, the you, were, you were in the upstairs part in the front bar. That's right. And yes. we got the sky bar, which was like the big yes. get because of what we were expecting. I had to fight for that. Yeah. The manager there that. drove you a had, hard bar. Well, you had to prove that we were going to fill it. And we didn't, weren't yes. sure if we were, we were really talking no. smoke. <laughs> yes, I put my neck on the line because yeah. that guy. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah, we did have to do a happy hour, I think, in advance to. Yeah, yeah I think there was. Kind oh, that's of right. A we hosted the happy quote. hour. Yes. As a fundraiser. Yes. And we went and worked the happy hour thing with a bunch of not worked, but we brought a bunch of people yes. to like, uh, like yeah, guest bartender just to get their just to get their permission to that's use the, the sky, foot in the, the door. Sky bar. I yeah. That. That's so funny. Like we didn't even carry any clout to get the big room rented. No. <laughs> of course, we more than filled that space. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. So and so this was really cool because like talk about how the stash because this is where Horizon kind of enters the story. How did how did like the stash bash like what was you know let's talk about what what we were supposed to do what guys were supposed to do to be a part of it. Well, and I like, think how we promoted it. And so just going back to what Brody was saying about the message of a dollar. Yeah. Provides clean drinking water for a person in Africa for a whole year was just a very translatable message but then having a mustache growing on your face for a month and so that's what and we didn't even oh, get yeah. into what a stash bash is so yeah, yeah, you, you have a whole month you have clean shave day and i think eventually <laughs> we would always we would have it on the like second friday or was it like a second saturday of march so that you clean shave like on valentine's day or around valentine's yeah. day and then you just grow facial hair for a whole month Three weeks, you can just grow whatever you want, but then full beard. Right? Full beard. It was which for most people, just a full uh-huh. beard. You don't look too out of place. But then that last week, you have to wear a mustache. So to everything you're doing, church, place of work, hanging out, dates, whatever. And so obviously, most people will either be thinking the question, right. "Why is he? Why does he have a mustache?" Yeah. And you know, half of them will ask the question, "Dude, what's right. the deal with the mustache?" And so then you can say, "Well, I'm growing it." to provide clean drinking water for right. Africa. And then it, it provided a way. You didn't really have to approach people to yeah. raise money uh-huh. um, or raise awareness. Yeah, they approached like you. Yeah. You look oh, like an yeah. idiot, and that'll work out. <laughs> I mean, I remember John yeah. Ellingsworth telling the story of like people who would approach him at McCormick. Yeah. You know, he's at this corporation. He's got like, a big, big boy job. Right, yes. right, right. And he's just cracking up talking about how you know people yeah. are asking him about what, what he's doing. So yeah. he's one well, that comes to mind for that. That's one of the best things about it. It wasn't, for most of the guys, it wasn't just a normal stash you were trying to make it look ridiculous yes so that you could get like one of the uh, prizes you know you're yes. like competing for like the most creative or you have a costume that's going to go wear it like somebody's got the hulk hogan stash and so you have to wear it like like a normal person for a week <laughs> and <laughs> just straight you, face until it. you bleach it blonde and put on your hulk hogan costume <laughs> you were just wearing a Fu Manchu for no reason which is like yeah so i mean yeah, so this, you grow for yeah. a month and then um that's all leading up to the stash bash. Right, right. And so everybody had pledge sheets to collect pledges mm-hmm. on their own. And I think some people uh, were more aggressive about that than yeah. others. But, like, the great story is, I mean, some people blew me away. And, again, it's cool because, like, at Horizon I get, like, a little bit of behind the scenes, like, doing work with the treasurer. And it gives me, like, it just blows me away, like, seeing people's generosity. Yeah. And, like, when I yeah. know their stories, but then, like, that means so much more yeah. when you see certain people, yeah. like, giving to the Lord and his work. But, like, so then I got to see, like, the picture of some people coming with their pledge sheets. of like, what the heck? Like, right. so the one guy in particular in 2008, um, I won't give his full name, but there was a guy named Ben who he raised two grand wow. with his mustache, which wow. is just unbelievable. And he, I think if I remember correctly, the person you're referencing was not tied into Horizon. No. Or, or wasn't uh, no. tied into the No, he wasn't Hunt a Horizon Valley guy. Shirt. The growers came like, from everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From the whole like, network. Yeah. So, so he wasn't even tied into Hunt Valley. I didn't yeah. know him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, I think maybe he was a friend of John Allingsworth or somebody else yeah. that just got the vision. And... That's amazing. Yeah, so that message of a dollar, like of something tangible that you can do to change the quality of life of somebody, of your fellow human, was just so captivating to him. So he got his coworkers to to pledge. He got his friends, family members. I was, I was looking back at his pledge sheet, um, and he was very generous himself. And so $2,000. And I was like, wow. And so we had an award, actually, the person with the most. So And Ryan yeah. and I and, and Jay would would go and try to like find fun prizes and we mm-hmm. ended up settling on a Mr. Potato Head <laughs> with the removable mustache as like the prize for the person who like raised the most money yeah. and then this guy raises two grand and we're like Mr. Potato I mean I just feel like this is like, <laughs> this is like a little condescending <laughs> condescending like I think just a, a, a firm handshake and a thank you is even better like at this point like <laughs> can we at least buy you a drink sir yeah I know right <laughs> 
Oh my gosh! <laughs> but we yeah. um, so but then they sh- everybody showed up and like you, you know before mo- we get to that too, yeah. I, I, want, I do want to say real quick like this was kind of perfect in the season of Horizon too. Yeah. Like we had a lot of young people who yeah. were interested in social justice issues and like yes. and I think everybody was hungry for an outlet. You know, like um, some people had taken mission trips. Like a lot of our people went to different places. Yes. but there was we were struggling around things to unify around. You know, like uh, like Hope Springs was just about to get launched. Araminta wasn't on the scene yet. You know, right. I mean, so like when you're talking about like what do, what do like we do to like with all this? Like, you know, like we, we support the local feeding shelter. We can like kind of support a couple things around the community, but you just have people who have passion and energy, and this was such a unifying, exciting kind of way to bring your non-Christian friends into something that you care about. You can talk about it really easily. You can connect God to like the issues in the world in like such a powerful way. And our church was hungry yes. for that to happen, and so we had. I mean, of our of our young men population, a lot of guys grew. High percentage. Like, yeah, really cool. And then a, a lot more. I was like, you're showing those old photos or the old video. I'm like, there's so many Horizon people that were just yeah. in the audience. And, and I didn't know any it. of that. Like, right. I, sh- I show up to this thing in 2000, the Stash Bash <laughs> specifically in 2008. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Who are these people? <laughs> yeah, like, what? yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't going to Horizon at the right. time. Right. I didn't know you right. very well at all. No, that's right. We um, didn't like, I didn't times. know what was going on. And then yeah. it just like happened. And it just... um yeah, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, the turnout, we far exceeded our expectations. Yeah. Like, yes. do, you, do you remember how many people came? I don't. I was trying to find those details. I don't know if I'm making it up, but I want to say it was well over 200. That's, I wanted yeah. to say 250. Yeah. I wanted to say 250. Yeah. I couldn't find it in my emails. They but... couldn't fit on the first floor. Like, people were in the sky bar looking down, and there was no, all the tables were moved out, and, like, people were just sitting in, like, layers yeah. of people. It was unbelievable. And we were not, like... We did not think that was going to happen. Like, and the funny yeah. thing is, is because, yeah, I had that manager, and they're, like, so generous. <laughs> but, like, I mean, that, it's Saturday night yeah. in, in mm. their big uh, sky bar. Like, oh, they, yeah. they turn over a lot of business right. in there. Uh-huh. So I, I really had to promise him. And he's like, are you sure? Are you sure? So then after it, like, which is, like, it was packed out. It was just like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> I was like, man, imagine what I would like. Yeah. I worked that hard for. Oh, yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine if it was a little less than that. No, I mean, but it, it felt like it felt to me like epic. Like it was like it was so, epic. so many people yes. just like really packed out there. Yeah, forty something guys who grew. Right? Is that like? Yes. Yeah. No, forty something guys grew. Most came up in costume oh and like gosh. with a ton of energy. Went all out. Yes. Yeah. So well, let's talk about. So there's a video of, that yeah. features this. We gotta show. Um, we'll put in the show, I guess the show notes. I don't know if you can yeah, do that yeah. or whatever. You the can show it's, a, it's a two minute, uh, just a two minute like event recap video. Right. Oh my um, gosh! You know, you should watch the video. The it was so powerful. But like, um, yeah, like I'm, so. Like, what do we do like with the programmatic so side for, of it? Do you remember this? Well, and so you were the MC, right? Right. You asked me to do that, and I've, I was honored to be a part of that for Which sure. Which obviously, like, that's the born, <laughs> the role you were born to play. <laughs> this is your, this is your trial. My na- nasty uh, Mario. Be, Wait, what was that? This is your trial to become on staff. <laughs> if you can do the stash, this nasty mustache. I'm holding, I'm holding up microphones to the guys twice my size. It's hilarious. <laughs> so you were the MC. We had three ju- judges, and do you remember the judges? Um, I, I saw in the one photo that my. Um, um, Schultz, Krista Schultz. Yeah, was Krista one of them, Schultz. Which was amazing from the gym. I think yeah. Jen Stevenson was That's one. That's probably right, yeah. I okay. think, and was Jasmine Davis? Who Jasmine was the Davis. Year I was. Oh, yeah. she, or was she the first I don't year? Know. She, we, why not use her every year? Right, yeah, yeah. 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 lovely. Yeah, we had yeah we, we had it was an awesome so, crowd of people. All female judges. Yeah, but they what they're judging the contestants on, and they would come up and um, answer a question. And then what they would so let me read this. Um, the judging will be in three categories. <laughs> I love this. Best overall stash, the Tom Selleck Award. Yes, yes. Most creative, the Wooly Willy Award. <laughs> and the best attempt at a mustache, the Joe Dirt Award. That's right. The guys who couldn't. There were grow a lot it. of. Oh, there was those. a lot of Joe Dirt. <laughs> yes, and best attempt is like yeah. the worst mustache. It's a very like, positive spin on that. Uh, your judging will be roughly as follows: After being introduced, you will be asked a stash-related question by our MC. Ryan Casey. <laughs> then your mustache will great. face the trial of the foam retention milk oh, mustache so in order to get oh, so fo- so either you drink beer or milk. If you were under twenty one, you had to drink yes. milk. Yes. <laughs> Which is just so sad. Oh, yeah. so, the, just just, they already demeaning. don't have mustaches, and now they're drinking milk in front of everybody. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bring out the milk. <laughs> which, makes, which makes me think. You know those things that are just kind of creepy? <laughs> Watching somebody drink milk be, might be on that list. Like, that's kind of weird. Like, just imagine a I'm crowd of dr- people drinking watch milk. To see milk. if you can hold it, there's five facial hairs. <laughs> yeah. yes. We are not a cult. Yes. Oh, drink this milk. 
yeah. like if somebody who just came there for their oh. Saturday dinner walked in just at that moment, yeah, they yeah. are coming back. Uh, in order to gauge your stash's liquid retention capabilities, so that was the point. I love it. Um, this trial will be will this be faced. Like it was written by Jay Jacoby. It was definitely written by Jay Jacoby. <laughs> this trial will be faced under the watchful eye of our special foam retention judge oh, right. and his stash. We, now we got Fred, Fred Weimer one year with his curly mustache oh. to come in and be the, the the stash like aficionado. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We tried yes. to get a famous local stash for that. Okay. Go. Yes. And wait till you behold the awesome wonder that is his stash. Uh, the judges will tabulate the points and trophies will be awarded. Oh man. And by the way, we have a trophy in this room. Oh yeah, it is. Again, one of the, shout out to Bryce. One of the winners of one of the awards. Yeah. What was did you the win? Podcast producer. What did you win, Bryce? What does the award say? The people's stash. Oh, the people's oh, stash. stash. Bryce Dean Most won popular the most popular people's stash. I got the people's stash. That's what I got. <laughs> the people's stash. Man, the people. So I tabulated that amazing. vote. It was tabulated through. It was text. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's text. Oh, yeah. I think we all texted into Luke's phone. They were all texted into my phone. At yeah. some point? Do I were you getting texts for a while? No, I was here. not. No. Okay. No. The no, they didn't know it was going to mine. Otherwise, I would have. <laughs> the horizon tradition of text your questions to this number. Started maybe right started there. Started at the stash. Yeah. Like, Whoa, you can text to vote? <laughs> yes. No, actually, it was because it wasn't my That's number. So it, yeah, was it was like, anonymous. It used to be anonymous. It used to be anonymous at Horizon, too. But now they're getting all the dirt on us when they can see who texted in the questions after the sermon. That's right. So we had Waves of guys. They would come up like in six in a row. Yes. Guys would have like, I mean, I remember Hulk Hogan. I remember, it was the Mario Brothers was one year at least. Mario Wyatt Brothers. Earp. Wyatt Earp. There oh, was so great There ones. was one that. Um, the Unabomber. Oh, the Unabomber. Oh, Who did, oh did not talk yeah. the whole night. Oh, that's right. So you really really people, people in wigs, people in like oh leotards, um, Mario. Yeah. Um, one person I remember had did a did a mustache in the appearance of like a check sign. Yeah, no, and no, square root of a negative. Yeah, yeah. Oh. plus a soul patch, which yeah. which was the square root of a negative because his mustache was irrational. <laughs> Who was that? Matthew Jones. Matt, 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 Matt Oh my gosh, it was very creative. So what, I remember. So after all the pro- programmatic stuff of the party, right. and getting people in the door, and having these people come up in groups of six or seven for their mustaches to be evaluated. Then we counted the fundraising for the whole night. That's right. And it was so then the MC so then it was just people hung out for a long time. Right. And then the MC oh, yeah. takes over, Ryan Casey right. takes over and sort of sums up the night. Not not the end of the night, but more right. like this is the end of the program. Right, right. And I remember one being blown away by the amount of money that we raised. Again, we oh were probably shooting for like three thousand dollars and it rang right. in like eighteen thousand. Like that it one was. Sponsors, that one night was, was over eighteen thousand yeah. dollars. I think it was eleven at the door and like and then that didn't count the sponsor money, I think. Yeah. Oh, and I remember Lisa yes. Lisa yes. was I remember Lisa feeling um, moved by, attracted to, you know, your leadership of the time, the MC thing. I had never met Ryan. And I'm like, this guy, he's hilarious. But then he got real serious and brought the house down and like Uh, the gospel into Mount Washington Tavern. And I was just so impressed with the... Um, fearlessness with which you did that to a group of very, like a very mixed crowd. Mm. Um, So I do remember being struck by that. And that was my first exposure to you, Ryan. And here we are at Horizon Church years later. So who knows? Yeah, the seeds were planted there. That's wild. (laughs) You you know, it's funny. I remember being hit with uh, the the awesome responsibility or the privilege of getting to bring Christ into like a bar where half the people maybe didn't know who Jesus Christ was or had a bad stereotype. And so I feel like the Lord laid on my heart like, they, you need to normalize this. Like you need to know, let them know this is where Jesus, exactly where he would have been, exactly what he would have been doing. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I think that people, unfortunately, culture has separated Jesus from that, right? From fun and from like cause causality. Like, you know, that, to do great work for great causes. But that's like, all Jesus was doing was, mm-hmm. like, inviting like life into places that were dead. And so like. Yeah, I think that was like the whole gist of it was to say like, if you think this is like abnormal that a bunch of church people would get into a room like this and do something like this, then I don't think you really know who Jesus Christ is because I think this is what he was all about. And, and like, yes. yeah, that's a message for churchy Jesusy people as right. much as it is for right. non-churchy Jesusy people. Yeah, because people who are like, why are they doing that in the bar? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, like, or like, there's because, some people who think that way. Yeah, like there is no sacred secular right. divide. Like, choose to do this or not. Right. Either of those is okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this can be normal yeah like there was nothing it was special because it was fun and it was an event yeah but there was nothing there was nothing impossible about it not at all yeah i think and that's why i felt i felt so 
powerful the whole night was that it was like a bunch of normal steps that we took that any group of 20-sums could do. Yeah. Like really, if they put their minds to it and they had enough relational connections or sure. put enough, had somebody who put a lot of time into me- yeah. media, like advertising that you did. But like, I mean, it was like, but like all these normal steps of like inviting, growing a stash, telling a few friends about it, inviting to this event, having kind of fun kind of games to do. But like, it felt like God just infused it with power. Like it felt like there was something special from the minute you walked in that night, mm-hmm. like that people were just connecting in like a special way. They were like, the energy was just through the roof. Like when, when somebody did something funny, when the stash growers, the laughter was like echoing off the yeah. walls. I mean, it was just like, it was like just a vibrant atmosphere. And it was such a special night to kind of be a part of it and to raise, to have dug six wells in Africa yeah. from like, just like a fun night like that was like, I, I couldn't get over how easy it was to do such great good in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Plus that vision of bringing other churches together, of bro- yeah. expanding outside of Hunt Valley Church, but still keeping it yeah. vibrant at Hunt Valley Church. Yeah. Huh. Just that picture there of that room looking around, so many different churches represented, and then so many people who didn't even go to church but would obviously be attracted to a ma- mustache-growing competition, right. raising money for clean water in Africa. Right. Like, who wouldn't want to be there? Yeah. There's so many reasons why it couldn't have happened. Oh, yeah. Like, if Hunt Valley is not supportive of our little mm-hmm. young adult group, if right. yes. Horizon doesn't lead right. your our, our people to pr- help participate, not, like, come do – like, it's, it was an right. invitation. It was, right. like, yes. leadership by invitation. Yeah. Like, if that, doesn't ha- if that doesn't happen, then the event doesn't happen. And that right. also, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't um, – we we all stand on the shoulders of a lot of mm-hmm. other Absolutely. groups, other individuals, other friends, other institutions along the way. Absolutely, which I think is really important to. You well, know. you know, like um, I think like you know some of the you know one of my questions about this a little bit was like, what was the lasting significance of any of the stash bash? I don't know if you guys have any answers to that question. Of that particular event? Uh, oh yeah, the event. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, we did it two years after that, right. and I feel like too like. A event on that place off of its novelty. Mm. So, like, even doing it more than once yeah. is a victory. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. it's like, what? Raising money for uh, Africa with mustaches on your face? Like, once you start doing that, uh, like, the next year, it's like, yeah, I get it. You're yeah, growing yeah, yeah. a mustache again. <laughs> <laughs> like, people aren't approaching you. So, we did that for two more years yeah. after it, and we raised another, I think it was maybe fourteen or $15,000 total between, oh. like, those two other years, right. yeah. which was terrific. Yeah. And we constantly got new people involved. So that was one of the lasting legacies. I think over the four years we raised, I think, maybe close to $40,000. For just yeah. the Stash Bash. Just the Stash yeah. Bash alone. And Bloodwater so – Bloodwater, so just to round, Bloodwater Baltimore tapered its fundraising efforts pretty quickly. Yeah. 2009 and then 2010, we had very limited events. Right. Basically, people started getting more responsibility at work. Of course. Jobs, marriage, whatever, kids. Mm-hmm. And it was not, we did not have a completely sustainable model to do this like right. big all out effort or whatever. Yes. Um, well, and some things I don't feel like I are meant to be. Yes. Some things aren't meant to be. That's one of the things I thought was really cool about your leadership in it from my perspective. And I didn't know you super well in it either. I remember. Luke and I saying, like, I think the stash bash has kind of run its course, and I feel yeah. bad. I mean, Brody's, do you think Brody's going to be upset if we tell him that? Like, that, like we think it's lost its novelty. Yeah. And so, like, we kind of was like, let's go out one last year and have, like, a bang with it instead of, like, limping out, you know, like, yeah. in the years that come. And you were like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, it, like, I felt like it was meant to be this surge to give, like, a cash influx to an important cause. But, like, but we didn't, there wasn't a long, it was okay that there wasn't, like, a long, it, it wasn't on any level of failure that it started to taper out. It was a, a great success that put a ton of money into a great organization yes. and that did a lot of good in Africa and that was like what it was meant to do during that season it wasn't meant to be what Aramente is which is an ongoing ministry in that sense like it is for them but well, our mission was and on a personal yeah. note my company so Greg Greg Ritland and I are the partners of Blue Ocean Ideas we would not have a mm. company if it weren't for the work that we the, the the whole team yeah. did as a part of trying to just get people to come to events for Bloodwater Baltimore. So, for instance, although my personally I might have had an interest in marketing or messaging or digital media or whatever, um, that stuff would not be put to use to any practical effect if it weren't for yeah. the opportunity that I had to help mm. get you know help help lead the thing. Right, and it's because of that that I learned even the, at, at a very basic level the skills that Ooh. I'm now paid to 
use for organizations across the country. That's a big deal. Um, yeah. And uh, when this whole thing started, Lisa and I were not married. That's and right. Now we, and now we are. <laughs> and um, so that's great. I mean, who, who knows what sort of galvanizing force having this mission project mm. to be on allowed her to feel stepping into a new group of stepping into a new group of friends for her, but yeah. for, for me and the Jeff Weavers of the world, an old group of friends, right. you know, because there was some young life connections from yeah. back in the day. And so all of this is new to Lisa. And I can imagine a scenario where if we didn't have like a mission, a project to be, if we were, if we were, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but if we were just a Bible study right. and not um, doing something with mm-hmm. our, using our time together to organize a, 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 on a project or a mission level, I'm not sure that Lisa would have stuck around. Therefore, I'm not sure that we would have, um, started to kick game as they, <laughs> to to bring that one back. Isn't it talking now? I don't. That talking, talking makes more sense than kicking yeah. game. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it, it did escalate quickly, but that's okay. And now we have and now we have four kids and a wow. and a for the time being successful business that employs um, a lot of. I mean, you know, we we employ people. We we're, yeah. Well, speaking of your four kids, I've sorry, wondered. one in utero. Yes, I've always wondered. Oh, yes. Have you ever caught the connection that your firstborn child's initials? So, oh, funny! <laughs> I never. Whoa. Yes. So our first kid is Beckett Bond, but his middle name is William, named after Lisa's dad, William Voles, oh. who was a stash grower and also one of the corporate sponsors. He runs Norris Honda. Wow. In, in Dundalk. Wow. And he was a corporate sponsor. Um, not only was he a corporate sponsor, he well. He also let me borrow a car for a couple months when I was a little down on the. Nice. Um, Brody made a so, great impression. So that he could kick so, <laughs> so anyway, so Beckett, our firstborn's name son is Beckett William Bond. Right. He came. He was born five weeks early. So when it was time to go to the hospital, it was like go time. It was yeah. like go in whatever you're wearing. Wow. And I happened to be wearing at the time one of our Bloodwater Baltimore swag yeah. T-shirts. Really. Just had a water droplet on it, and then it had said B colon. WB mimicking the style blood yeah. Bloodwater their logo at the time yeah. was blood colon water so we were blood right. colon water Baltimore uh-huh. um, and so we just had our own little makeshift logo and I, anyway I was wearing this t-shirt as as my kid was being born uh-huh. uh, and then obviously it shares the acronym or whatever that's, that's, that's a weird wild. thing I, isn't it I always wanted to ask you that yeah <laughs> I did. Cool. not no, intentional not, none of that was yeah. intentional the initials the t-shirt none of it but it's kind of yeah. cool. but a happy coincidence yeah you appreciate the connection I mean but to, to finish up yeah. answering that question the church connection I mean I think that there is a connection among churches in the Baltimore mm. Towson area Absolutely. that was formed as yeah. a result of that I agree and, and I think that that has actually expanded into different churches yep. um, and I really felt that you know, as I became a part of things, this connection of, of uniting the church in the area so that isn't, even in, among denominations. Yeah. I mean, I have kind of gone through multiple denominations in my right. faith journey, but to see them connect over something like yeah. this, and then for you to just share the gospel and say, this yes. is what the church is meant to do, it just, it totally uh, awakened my idea of mm. what the church could do. So, and I think that's still happening. I mean, that's true of Araminta. That's true yeah. of Hope Springs. Yeah. Um, even the, what's the, we give our, the food. Oh, yeah, ACTC. ACTC yeah, is absolutely. a result of, of that, yeah. too. So. Well, and that is cool because uh, you think when you're having these events, like, you just want dollars and cents. Like, right. how much money have we raised? What's right. the impact? But it's cool, actually, just having this conversation and realizing, like, you being there, it's just a great uh, way for Horizon just to represent what are we about? Like, yeah. what are we for? Bill and Rachel, I think yeah. that was their first Horizon event. I think you're right. Oh, was wow. a sash bash, yeah. which wow. was cool. Like, so yeah. people, like, it's just it's just great, like, to represent Christ well and what he would be about and, yeah. and by extension then represent what our community is about, yeah. what yeah. we value. Yeah. What, the other thing that was cool about this, the, the beyond the money side of things, and beyond, you know, finding finding my way. Um, <laughs> things like the art show that Lisa and Mark Moyer and others helped lead, where it was catered. I mean, we, we self-catered it, but it was yeah. a catered event. Like, I haven't been to an art show before or after that that was, like, participatory, like, where I could bid and, and yeah. try to purchase and win art and take it. Like, I still have friends that have right. pieces of original work that they bought of of art like wow. that they have on their walls from that event wow. um 
we did the, the big concert um, that we did uh, in 2008 too. Like I, there, that type of event, I, I can't remember anything around in this, in our area here right. in Taos and Baltimore happening like that since then. Yeah. And that's not to say that we did anything heroic. It was just the whole model gave such an excuse to go, to go for it. Yeah. There was, there was no political constraints. No. There was no budget constraints. There was no approval constraints. There's no bureau- bureaucratic constraints. Right. We just did it. It's really it. empowering. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, I think it embodied a lot of what we wanted Horizon to be, which is like a bunch of young people can go and make a difference, you know. And here was this like wider network. It, it was, it's so powerful. I think it put from a Horizon perspective. I think it kind of put us on the radar of these other churches. Like we were like, you know, I, I think they saw us as a partner after that, as opposed to what's going on down there in Towson again, like with that that group of people that meets in the movie theater. It's like yeah. to be able to call like Hunt Valley and That's Grace and like you know Nativity partners and in, in the work that we're doing in the area was like a pretty special thing for us to be able to like mm-hmm. to say, and like you know, and and I think that like. Um, and again, they, they were always uber generous with like giving their time and their attention to us anyways. But like, I feel like it just, it kind of, it was really cool to be included among them. Like when we were talking about these things to be a partner that kind of did this stuff together. And I do think, you know, Hope Springs right after, and then Araminta eventually really like leaned on the church connections. But I think the churches were more connected because of this, because we had already done work, good work together. And some of them were pretty connected. Grace was probably connected to a lot of churches before this. But like that little hub of like Central and Hunt Valley, you know, like that five, like really, like really was built deeply through Bloodwater Baltimore. And that was like really fun to see. Um, I love getting to be a part of it. The cool thing is I still see people, people now I was kind of new to Baltimore when I come down and I had come from a culture where the churches were very competitive with each other. So to see churches say, I don't really care where you go on Sunday. Let's do it. Let's, let's create difference for the kingdom. Let's stand together as a church. You know, it was a really powerful thing. It was really powerful to watch the churches unite over issues that were much bigger than any one church could handle. And it's so fun now even to be able to see someone that like I know because of the stash bash, you know, or like, and like, and you know, and we don't have much shared history other than the fact that, Hey, years ago, God called us together to do some really fun event that made a world of difference. And it's so cool that like, I have a network of friends around Baltimore that just from that, you know, but, yeah, th- this has been awesome guys. Any final thoughts about lasting legacy or anything else that you wanted to share? I don't have thoughts uh, or lasting legacy at all, but it is funny as you're saying this, it's striking me that I don't lament the fact that that was a season mm. that is is over right it does feel like i'm glad you asked that question because it feels like it launched yeah other things and people and and that's a real gift yeah um but it would be easy to look back you know regretfully right and say why aren't we still doing this right but it was a neat time for for a season and to create a heart for social justice in so many who maybe had never connected those dots before who knows what they're doing now with that right the um Assuming this was a good thing that we yeah. did, the reward for doing good things is the doing of the good thing. Mm. It's a, it's its own reward. That's right. So I feel like I'm the biggest beneficiary, benefactor. I always get confused. Yeah, yeah. Beneficiary. Yeah. Um, of the work that we huh. did because it was fun. Yeah. It gave me something to do in my temporary retirement. <laughs> um, and and um, I, I credit that what we were able to do through Bloodwater Baltimore, through the inspiration of Bloodwater Mission, mm. um, with launching what is now my career and business, which is hopefully also making a difference in the in our community, mm. um, and uh, and hopefully also in the lives of the people that work in that, you know, for for our company. Um, so I, you know, it was it was a real gift to be able to sweat this for a few years. Mm. Yeah, and I think uh, kind of my thoughts on a lasting legacy is just that, like the gift. It's like really cool how the Lord uses um, things like this, like stirring up passions inside you to make a difference in the world for his kingdom as like he brings people together. So like the friendship that happens, like it's really awesome to read all these emails back and forth. And like (laughs) I got really tight with Lauren and Jay during that period, the first year, and then got really, I mean, I I didn't know Ryan that well. I got really tight with him early on planning the, the future years. So 
it's awesome. Like it's something like that the Holy Spirit does and his spirit inside of each one of us doing something that his, you know, spirit just says yes to yeah. is, um, yeah, there's nothing like it. So it's cool. Well, it's funny because you've been a leader at Horizon for so, so long that people, but, but this is where I was like, Luke's a leader. Like, you know, like, That's you know, funny. I think it was one of those moments that like really solidified, like when, because we went on to lead a small group together and things right. like that, you know, and yeah, you helped, that. you've helped to lead Horizon Church for a long time since then. But um, yeah, there's so much that, I mean, and you guys are at Horizon now and who knows if that would have happened if we hadn't grown deeper together over, over the Blowwater Mission journey. So, I mean, yeah. so many things, but yeah, it's cool. Thanks for going on this trip down memory lane with me. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks, right? Yeah. It's a good yeah. Gmail like this. Yes, right. absolutely. All the memories brought to you by Gmail. Yes. I literally forgot like 80% of this. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today. If you'd like more information about Horizon Church, you can check out our website at horizontowson.com. We are a community where you will be loved and have the opportunity to be loved. Thank you for joining us on the Horizon. Quote the great Lauren Boswell Blair. In honor of the event, I have included the following haiku. Respect the mustache. Do not question the mustache. Where is your mustache?